Welcome to East Meets West, episode 417. I'm Tom Merritt. And I'm Roger Jang. <laughs> wait, wait, who are you? Who are you again? I'm Roger Chang. Sorry, I don't know what happened in my throat right there. <laughs> you got an accent on your last name. It was a dialect. What happened? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was that cookie I had for breakfast. What kind of cookie did you have? We had these, is it Nestle? The one in the yellow package, I guess that's Nestle Toll House where uh, you, you know, they come and it's the dough and you just kind of section out and you stick it in the oven. And oh, yeah, but chocolate, chocolate chip cookies, yeah. yeah. But it was chocolate chip M&M's. Ooh. Except there weren't chocolate chip; they were just M and M's. Just M and M's. We, uh, my grandma used to make those um, from scratch. She she would make M and M cookies. Those are those are some of my favorites. I haven't had those in a long, long time. Very good. I I I often wonder if. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm not doing my health any good by chowing down on those, but they're good. You often wonder if you're you're I, if, I, if, if they're if, not if, good for you. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna say? Yes. Like I, you know, not like I know they're not great for me, but I'm wondering, like, how many is too many at my age? Good question. Um, I I just look at calories now. I don't tend to look too much at the the source of the calories. I mean, I do, but more in the big picture sense. I'm I'm, I'm working this out as I'm saying it out loud. So so I I focus specifically on calories to keep my weight under control and I do a tracking app and all of that and I don't spend too much worry each day you know whether I I'm, I'm eating too many cookies or not because there's only so many calories I can eat but that said I never I never spend all of my calories in one day just eating cookies. So in the big picture sense, I'm always like, oh, I should eat eat like a healthy breakfast. I should eat a healthy lunch. I guess that, I guess that's what I do is I I make sure that my my breakfast and lunches are healthy, and then I give myself more latitude on the dinners, and then snacks are open season. I I I go with my gut literally. Like I will eat <laughs> one, and then I. W- and this is the thing, like I've learned not to eat another one right away. Like, yeah. Give it ten minutes, and then in ten minutes, if I feel like, yeah, I'll eat another one, I'll, I will. But I, I usually, when it comes to high caloric mm-hmm. foods, usually it just kind of fills me up. And so if I wait ten minutes and don't immediately like try to cram another one after I've eaten one, um, it will like, okay, yeah, I, I don't really want another one. There's something to that. I, I I don't remember the exact details, but I read something once about the. I want to say they called it the addictive nature of 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 certain fats and sugars and and such. But it, addictive is not the the precise word because they're not exactly addictive the way like heroin's addictive. But but sort of the way it fools your body into wanting to continue to eat them. And I, I what I do remember is what you were saying is that if you eat something like that that's in that category and wait that impulse goes away and then you'll actually notice that you're full like you were saying so that's that that's that's a good that's a good method for and, people and to i have an added benefit because i have kids so if i wait that long they're gone they'll have eaten them <laughs> yeah anyway, so. yeah because kids are little metabolism machines they they just burn it right off yeah and you know you know we don't really make a lot we may maybe make like eight or ten like you know the ones in a batch so oh you don't like, make the whole package at once oh no 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 <laughs> like the kids will will eat a few but like at least ellie my eldest will eventually is like i don't want it anymore and like if if i go over to where they're eating they'll have just taken one bite and have left the the rest of it and so i just take that and you know wrap it up and, and you sell scavenge it. oh i thought you were gonna say you eat the oh, rest no, no, of it. I, 
Well, you know, I I do that occasionally too. They yeah, yeah. Finish it. I'll eat that instead of eating a whole one. So like I I've eaten it, and then I don't feel like I they've wasted it. I've eaten it, but I don't have to eat a whole one. So I yeah, feel like, oh, I'm cheating. So the, I I know those cookie things you're talking about, where it's it's like a little tray, and they and they're pre-sectioned into squares, yeah. and then you you kind of break them off and put them on the sheet. I I feel like we do those like two or three times a year. We we don't do them very often. I we we have a tradition of doing them when uh, around Christmas time when Eileen watches a, a cheesy uh, Netflix Hallmark. Christmas oh. movie, very Hallmark ish, but usually on Netflix, and and I'll make cookies. But I I'd say once or twice in the rest of the year we probably do it too. But when we do it. And the reason I'm prefacing it with we only do this once or twice a year is uh, we basically eat the whole thing. Like yeah. we we may leave some for the next day. We may not. It kind of depends. It's, uh, you know, a lot of those foods are designed to trigger like what you were yeah. saying, trigger all those pleasure centers. And uh, for some people, it's, you know, it, it's it's quite difficult to uh, to restrain that part of your your behavior in, in the some way that some people find you know gambling or, or or some other form not straight up addiction but they're they're yeah yeah compulsion to... compulsion may be a better word yeah, than addiction compulsion. yeah um, we're like you know oh, i can't i remember one guy telling me i was we were waiting to board it's like uh we were in vegas and it was at the end of cs it's like oh, i can't wait to get out of this town it's like oh it's like just you know this the cs shows yeah it really wears you out. it's like yeah but i can't be around this many slot machines yeah, want to want to you know gambling like it's just too too much. Yeah, too tempting. I I think we as a human species are getting better at understanding this. Uh, but what works for one person doesn't work for another. Uh, and and so I, I was tempted when I was young uh, because this is how everyone around me thought to say, well, you, you, you just need to use your willpower. You just need to get stronger. You just need to resist. That's the way everybody thought when I was growing up, is that anything like that was weakness, that you just weren't trying hard enough. And it turns out um, that's true for the people saying it usually, but not necessarily for the people who that doesn't work for. Uh, and, and we all have different things and different situations and different thresholds even of of what can can push us past our self control. No, no no one is is capable of achieving one hundred percent iron self control on everything. And what what I learned over the years, for me anyway, was which of those things I can actually control by by buckling down. Because there are some where you can you can just like you know what I I just need to just need to stiffen my my backbone a little bit and I'll be fine. And which ones I can't, and which ones I'm like no I I I need to steer clear. Like like your friend with the sh- slot machines. It's well, like it was a friend. He was just a or, uh, or co-traveler. Person. Yeah yeah yeah. Your colleague, your your fellow traveler, uh, yeah. was mean, with the slot machines. I met him at the airport though. Isn't like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. rubbing elbows all the right time. right. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like oh yeah yeah no yeah. I, I, it's, it's very fascinating because because i i have the free youtube and i always get you know every third or fourth rolling ad will be this guy with like the rock hard abs it's like you know losing weight's not about you know dieting or, or doing like uh crossfit like he's t- explaining all these things that don't losing work. weight is about paying me money yeah like you know <laughs> i got you know and it's really interesting because yeah. i begin to notice a more more than a few of these where it's like what you were saying not one thing works for everyone and 
it's it's very interesting because you see these uh, for the better part like life uh, not life but like diet or fitness coaches or whatever mm-hmm. really zero in on a particular type of person right because because right? it's what they want to hear they're yeah. like uh oh dieting doesn't work for me Lo- losing weight isn't about diet great what do you got let me give you my money and it's just like you know you're eating the wrong foods you got to eat these foods mm-hmm. you know and it and and it's more like, you know, it's not the foods you think, the foods that are bad for you are like, and it's like, oh, I, I was eating those. These seem, to, you know, because I. The foods that are bad for you are the foods you don't like. Yeah. And, it, and it, <laughs> it's very interesting because, you know, they, they of course, they have testimonials and they have. Yeah, yeah, and always. Uh, and it, but it's very, it's very, it's, it's very fascinating to watch how a lot of these are targeting various uh, various psychologies, right? One is like, you've been doing it wrong. The second one is you're doing it wrong. It's a lot simpler than you think. Like mm-hmm. all you need to do is to, to drink this before you go to bed. And then, you know, you, you, you just do your regular, you know, exercise, nothing, you know, nothing major. Another one is like, don't go to the gym. It's a waste of time and money. <laughs> you know, it's never going to work. You want to do that. And it's, it's very, it, because I can see all of it. Cause it's, it's, it's approaching different people. Yeah who have different outlooks on how they want to do it. Like there's some people who are just gym rats and for them, like hitting planet fitness, mm-hmm. you know, three times a week is, you know, how they stay in shape, you know, with, with and it's with, fun, right? For those yeah. people, they, they actually enjoy it. Right. You know, my, what do you call a cousin spouse, a cousin in law, a cousin, a third cousin or cousin. I just call him cousin, but you're right. I don't know if there's a uh, specific word, but for like that. my cousin and, and his wife are like, like they're just doing fitness like every day. Like she, she posts on Instagram like her routine and where she's at and you know wh- how she's met all her her specs and it's like Christ like ninety percent of your Instagram posts of, are you working out and like you know you're it's like at school didn't know that but that's cool yeah well I, and I think we're slowly breaking out of the mindset that that is ideal and getting into the mindset of that's their thing yeah you know instead of instead of it being like oh show off right. Uh, or, oh, I should be like that. Uh, it's neither. It, it's, it's not showing off any, any more than it would be showing off to, to, you know, show your picture going to the, the, the comic book store because you enjoy comic books that that's similar. Right. And, and it's, I'm not setting it up as an either, or you could be into fitness and into comic books, but I'm just saying it's, it's a hobby. It's, and, and you're just sharing your hobby rather than showing off how, how, um, how, I can't think of the word for, for, you know, moral or, you know, like superior or whatever. Cut. Yeah. How cut you are. And, and don't get me wrong. Some people are doing it. Some people are sharing it for that, but it doesn't have to be. It, it, it can be just like, oh, this is the thing I enjoy doing and I want to share it with other people who enjoy doing it. But it's not like everyone should be a gym rat. And you know it's you know it's it, it's a weird it's a weird support, but it's also a weird not I should say weird support, but it's, it's like a support slash motivational thing because oftentimes it'll be like a group of people who are doing it, like they all know each other. It's like, hey, this is what I did this morning, you know. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's a friendly it's a friendly rivalry, but it's also there to motivate you know the rest of like, hey, you know. I gotta, I gotta focus on my, you know, I gotta focus on my core. Or I gotta focus on my lats and, you know, my legs, my 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 calves, my hamstrings. Oh, well, the hamstrings are the 
the worst. Eileen's uh, really into uh, collecting photo cards, and she's got a whole TikTok uh, series about them and people she t- has met through that that they share with comments and they share tips. Uh, and and yeah, there there's a competitive aspect, I guess, because there's you know they're all after the same set of photo cards. Uh, but it's the same thing where they're like talking about, Ooh, I was able to get this one. Here's how I did it. Here's where I found it, you know? And, 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 and so there's that friendly rivalry aspect in that, uh, the same as the gym thing. I I, I guess I only bring that up to show like, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it does have health benefits. It also has health detriments if you overdo it. Right. So it's a hobby, not a requirement. You, you, you don't want it to, I mean, generally after you do like a, a, what I remember, and this is from. <laughs> it's totally. Last time totally Roger different. exercised, Nixon was president. But as yeah, he well, recalls, no, it was like uh, <laughs> you know, you don't want to do you, you once you work, you do a strenuous workout. You don't want to do the next day because your muscles are going to be recuperating. Yeah, you need, you need recovery time. Yeah, uh, totally. All the rest. It's 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 just it's it's a very it's a very fat. As I get older, you know, it's weird. As you get older, you tend to care less about how people perceive you in a in a in a cliquish sort of, you know, environment. Like when you're in high school, you desperately try to fit in to whatever the, the subgroups are. So you don't feel like you're an Island amongst, you know, amongst a bunch of continents. Uh, but as you get older, it's like, you're more, you're more, you're more comfortable, but you also is more settled in your space. And it's like, you know, whatever. Well, I, I think there's a few factors that might play into that. Uh, on, on one hand, when you're, when you're, in your teen years, especially, you're trying to figure out where you fit in. Like, what is your niche? What is, what is your purpose in the in the community? Uh, and so you're looking to other people for clues on that. And how they perceive you is, is telling you a lot about where you fit in. And so you want to find that thing. So you want to fit in and you try things that aren't you because you think they'll make you fit in. And then you learn like, wait, well, I didn't really fit in because it wasn't really me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think as you grow older, you, you find more of those things, maybe not all of them. I don't think any of us ever feel like we a hundred percent have found our, our thing or, or fit perfectly, but you find more of them. And the ones that you found, you're like, you know what? This is fine. If no one else likes this, this is this is works for me, and I'm fine with that. And I, I care less about what other people think about it because because this is what I do. And I think the more you feel like you found that thing, the more satisfaction you have. And I think it possibly could explain. And again, I'm thinking this out loud as I'm saying it. Possibly could explain a lot of what goes on on social media. Yeah. You know, because you have people at all stages of life desperately trying to you know or or not desperately uh trying to to see where that where that niche is for them yeah well i mean you're either trying to find that niche that you belong to or Mm -hmm. you're trying to establish one yeah yeah it's you and it's 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 a it's it's a very i'm sure there's there has to be some sort of anthropological or sociological study of this but like how people try to self-sort into these things because you know as you get as you progress through life you're some people uh not always can can usually have the same interests throughout their life but most people i think might be kind of like me where their interests change as your different life points hit up like a lot of stuff that i was into when i was younger and in like my 20s no longer interest me mm-hmm. and you know and, and there's certain things that that have stayed like you know i'm still pretty big on tech 
but uh, there 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 are certain uh, certain aspects, I should say, of of things that I'm interested in music. You know, I I play cello for nine years, so it's like, oh, maybe I'll get a cello with a, yeah, yeah. when I have enough money. Nah, I, I I'm I'm less interested in that. Although I'm still interested in in music, uh, in in music and creation, and it's, I think it's because we've approached a point where technology has allowed us to replicate certain things that used to require a very limited set of of uh, uh, skills, right? For example, if you played piano, that's it, right? That's you, you played piano, you, play, you could play another keyboard, uh, you could learn another, another instrument. It could be a stringed instrument, it could be drums or whatever. Uh, but technology has allowed us to take a keyboard, like you know, an 88 key, uh, keyboard attached to a synthesizer, and now you can replicate a number of different instruments without necessarily having to learn how to breathe if you're playing a reed instrument, mm. or have you know have enough lung capacity to blow a tuba or a French horn. You know, you know what you want to hear, but you don't necessarily need to 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 have those skills to play that specific instrument although people who are very musically creative do it anyway because they enjoy it uh in the same way that you know you don't really need to know how to drive a stick anymore to drive because 98 percent of the cars sold in north america are, are equipped with automatic so you you very rarely if any come across a situation where you're kind of like ah, i can't drive that yeah i think i think that has helped reveal things that were a little hidden uh so uh, my theory here is that there are traits and talents about you that that are less likely to change than interests and and using your example if you like complex learning and and figuring out the mechanics of something to create uh, a music sound you might pick up the trumpet and learn it if you like the sound of a trumpet and the music it creates, you might pick up a trumpet. And and 30 years ago, you both did the same exact thing. You picked up the trumpet and learned it for different reasons. And what technology, as you're describing, reveals is, oh, the person who just liked the mechanics and the challenge, they still pick up an actual trumpet. But the person who just wanted to learn the the, the music and use the output can just use the synth the synthetic version, can use the can use the garage band version, and they don't need to go to the trouble of learning the trumpet. So it it gives us a little little fine I don't know finer sorting on, on that on those sorts of interests. It, it, I mean, it's really expansive because I'm wonder I'm not wondering, but I I know there are at least at least based on on the uh, the, the the subreddit chats. That there are people who are very visually uh, uh, attuned, who want to you know do kind of the the level of uh, uh, graphics or illustrative arts, but maybe lack the motor skills or right. the yeah, yeah, or yeah. the time to learn it. Especially if you want to do something like airbrush. Airbrushing requires not only time to learn, but you have to spend a lot of money on the equipment. Right? You need the compressor, you need the brush, you need the paints, um, and so. Things like things like Procreate and you know not just straight up paint programs but like art programs programs that are designed to let you to kind of like lim uh, to bring down the barriers for you mechanically how to create something on a two dimensional plane uh, even though you have that image in your head and I think I think things uh, uh, text to image generators are the next step yeah right? you have this image you want you just don't you can't you but you can't make your hands pick up a pen and draw it out the way you want it. 
but now you can just describe it to this, you know, uh, um, to this tool set that will, you know, try to build what you want. And I, I, I firmly believe, and you know, we've discussed this on DTNS. It will not be too long until that is an artistic skill as well. Any uh, more, uh, just as just as paying on uh, oils, or you know, being able to paint or uh, draw with a with a number two pencil, or you know, uh, some people who are only good at creating art on a computer, but you know, you ask them to to pick up a a, a, pe- a pen or something and draw something on paper, can't do, are like terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it. You have an expressive. You have an expressive gene, and this particular platform allows that output to come out, if not 100%, close to it, like maybe 90%. Yeah, and, and there will, like you say, there will always be somebody who's like, no, I just, I just like working with the actual oil paints, you know? Right. But there will be fewer of those because you don't have to unless you really just like that part of it. And, and yeah, even people like me <laughs> who are like, I have this image of a, of a, of a picture, but I just do not have the skills and talents uh, to do it could tell uh, mid journey to, yeah. to make it happen. And, and yeah, I, I, I the, there's, there's something about technology that, that sort of reveals these, these lines and, and things and, and, and enables stuff that, that we forget about. We think of technology as replacing uh, things we do instead of enhancing things we do. And and I think that that you very uh, accurately showed that other side of like yeah, it, while it does replace some things, it also allows new things that that weren't available. I mean, the first person to draw in a cave went from being the person who's like, I have this crazy picture of how to show animals, and they're like, what are you talking about? You're you're hallucinating. And then you know, drew it on the cave wall, and they're like, oh oh, that's what you meant. And you know, the rest is history on up to freaking uh, and, and, image generators and it's and it's amazing because you know they went from just car you know using crude uh uh, uh sticks that they burnt in mm-hmm. order to get the the, the uh, not the ashes but the the cinders to kind of make the dark marks on the cave and then they learned they could crush certain berries and stuff to add color to what they had on the cave walls and that slowly became yeah a concept of pigments and paints and all these other things that we just assumed we're around since, you know, man stepped out of a, the cave, you know, 20,000 years ago. Um, and so it's, it's, it'll be very, it'll be very fascinating. Because <laughs> do you think, I'm sorry, do you, do you think that the, the first person to, to create drawings uh, on, on the walls was criticized for, uh, for taking away jobs from the people who described things out loud? <laughs> you know, I, I'm wondering that, I think that's just a, a a construction of how our contemporary society is built. I like, I, I would imagine in a more communal setup where it's just a large extended family. It's like, wow, you've discovered a new thing. Teach us all. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's always somebody who's like, this threatens how I've always done things. Even, even in a smaller community, there's somebody who's like, well, if they can just draw things on the walls, then I don't have to stand up here and describe it anymore. And then my role in the community is gone. So, so I'm going to resist it. I, I feel like that's possible. I very well, very well could. I mean, like when, when they, uh, when humanity 
you know, develop the uh, the bow and arrow. It's like the guy, one guy who was really good at getting up close and chucking that. Yeah, stick. right. Like, yeah. wait a minute. Now anyone can take down a buffalo. And That's then starts like, well, if you're lazy, I guess you use a bow and arrow. But if you really want to work for your food, you use a close-in spear. Nothing will ever replace a close-in spear. I mean, I mean to, to go back to what you said about oils, there are people who are very, very adamant that, that there is a... Uh, uh, um, textual kind of uh, 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 feel to painting on oils. Oh, that, sure, yeah. And, and and that's what they enjoy about it. Some of them enjoy the smell, which I'm probably sure not so healthy for you. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it, No, but, and I think they're right. Where I, where I depart from them is when they say, and it's superior. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's superior or not, but it's different, you uh, know? Yeah, you know? And you may prefer it, which is cool. You know, and it's one of those things like how do you define what is how do you define what is better? Like overall, if you need to make a million copies of this, probably not superior to the printing press. Right. Right. You know, but if it's something that you need to do in order to relax, kind of focus, de decompress, it's probably a, it's probably a lot better than you just, you know, printing out a million copies on a machine. I mean, there there are so many facets to, and also I, I think even just in appreciation, if it's uh, you you really appreciate uh, dimensional texture and the look of oil, uh, you're gonna appreciate the original oil painting. If you just appreciate the color and the interplay, then you're fine with the print. And and I don't think either of those is wrong. It's just different ways of appreciating things. You know, it's there is so much to. There's there's so much to, to the the psychology of where we find ourselves uh, in a society where we place ourselves yeah and that and that will change as different not just different technologies but new ways of restructuring society and so I mean you know I I always joke that someday we're going to return back to the old days where there's nothing but guilds and you know like some sort of neo feudalism where where uh, the, the way we live will will be different, but people will still find just a way to kind of put themselves in. Like, for example, if you know, there's so many shows out right now that have kind of a very a post-apocalyptic mm -hmm. technology's gone. The society you've known is gone. We all have to go back to digging out our you know roots and fashioning you know implements in order to to subsist. And I'm wondering if those like artisans and stuff. You know, suddenly learn how to become hunters or, or find they're really good at hunting or fishing or you know, protecting the tribe or constructing. You know, people are very malleable and very adaptable. There are people who I've I've read about who like, you know, never really picked up art, but after a severe injury, all they all they had was the, the use of their hands and they learned, you know, another way to express themselves beyond like music. Oh, I pick up painting because I can't, you know, I no longer have the lung capacity to, to play the saxophone like I used to. And so it's people will find eventually I think people people are very adaptable. I think people don't think they are, but I think uh, I, I, people are very adaptable. You 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 get used to what you you do and it's hard to knock you out of it until something yeah. dramatic pushes you out of it. I, I think that's true. I find it most useful in understanding humanity uh, to use the model of uh, of a small community that that is how humanity developed for m tens of millions of years and to think that we're not still motivated by the same things 
that motivated them is a little unbelievable when you think about it, but we have adapted, like you say. So the the motivation was, well, we always need a few people to do uh, the, the hunting and some to do the gathering and some to do the cooking and some to do the cleaning and some to do the maintenance and there's overlapping of all of that. But what makes a community work probably hasn't changed. We've just adapted it to all of these new tools and scale uh, and, and some and some of those ways we've adapted are really good, and some of the ways we've adapted d- don't work very well. And and the evolution of society as you go from feudalism to absolute monarchy to capitalism is, is us going back and saying, well, wait, what did we change that used to work better? Let's bring that forward. And what did we change that works better now let's keep that so we do tend to go back and bring back stuff like like you're saying like guilds and and, and everything but we always tend to bring them back in a different way because we realize oh well the thing that was good about this was this but we, we can leave aside the starvation and the oppression part of it this time uh because we have starvation and oppression being caused by something else now and maybe we can reduce it yeah you know it's it's a very, you know, as we as we move into 2023, like the second month of 2023, um, you know, the, the world is drastically different than than I remember everyone describing how the future would be back at the in the early 90s. When yeah, the Cold War right. And it's like, yeah, we're going to do this. It's like there was a little bit of that. Then it kind of dipped back down into like a, yeah. a world of, of uh, uncertainty and, and uh, there's, there's always things that aren't as good as everybody thought they were going to be. And there's always things that you didn't expect at all. Nobody predicted f- the smartphones in quite the way they exist. You know, there was like, oh, that the Star Trek communicator was kind of that or, uh, you know, the tablet on Star Trek was kind of that. But not like everyone has a supercomputer in their pocket. The, the way it's worked out. It, I didn't think that. I, even when the iPhone launched or the Trio before it, I didn't think, oh, this will replace the computer. It's replacing the computer for a lot of people, which even is crazy. Even things like social media, which... Oh, yeah, for if, sure. If you, if you understood... Like even, even, uh, even, you know, even, even cyberpunk novels when uh-huh. they were describing the web or the net, like the very just broad term for everyone being interconnected. Yeah. It was just more of an outgrowth of how society operated in the real world, and what we've learned is like you know there's a there's a lot of concentration that uh, that brings out different manifestations of of emotional you know uh, 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 um, emotional angst and stuff that you normally wouldn't have, but because technology allows everyone who, for example, I hate a particular movie. Let's start us up because we hate this particular movie. It's bizarre. It's it's well, both bizarre, it, but it's also very like, of course, it's going to happen. The scale of communication combined with the lack of signaling that you get from in-person communication uh, caused a lot of unexpected consequences. Uh, and, and things that people didn't think about when they imagined uh, communication Especially because a lot of times we just we just jump to like oh well well so pretty quickly we'll have virtual versions of ourselves and walk around and then I can just imagine it's as if we were we're talking to each other and we haven't got there yet so yeah it's it's a whole whole different situation. Thanks everybody uh, for hanging out with us. Uh, it's lovely to be with you. Subbrilliant.com/slash/emw of course where you can find these shows and uh, we will be back 
we can't tell you when. It's a secret. Bye.